0: I'm going to tell you a story about one of my dear friends and yours, Father Lucas K. Rossi. There was one time when he was assigned here and his dear mother came to visit and the two of them went out to eat at one of our local restaurants that doesn't have a ton of room inside the restaurant. And this was, of course, pre-social distancing time. And they were out eating, and in the midst of the dinner conversation, they could kind of overhear the conversation at the table next to them. And as they heard this, both Father Rossi and his mother felt compelled to jump into that conversation and start talking to those people because there were some like common uniting factors there. And I will tell you, it's by the gift of God that I was not at that dinner because I would have either died or climbed underneath the table. Because I will be honest with you, it is not in my character nor my disposition to jump into a conversation at the table next to me. It is just not who I am. But that's Father Rossi and his mom. And so as they did that, as they jumped in, of course, Father Rossi, you know, started talking about where he is, at sacred heart and all of that and it led to a conversion. That gentleman is a very faithful member of our parish now. I don't know if he's here right now. I don't see him, but it's incredible. It's incredible the way that God works through the gifts and the characteristics that he's given us, and the beautiful thing is is that in his infinite knowledge and wisdom, and I would say sense of humor, he knows that we need diversity in the midst of that, and yet... We're all one in the body of Christ. If all priests were like me, the church would be very boring. If all priests were like Father Rossi, I don't even want to imagine what that would be like. But we need us all. And I'll tell you, there's a beautiful thing to see on the Catholic News Herald, our diocesan newspaper, on the website right now. They did a video uh, in which all of us priests submitted like a 15 to 30 second clip of just letting everybody know how much we miss you and it's true and we do and i will say it proves that i'm not very good with the old technology i didn't do it in like the right way i was vertical it should have been horizontal and it just didn't look great i'm not a technology guy i should have asked for help i didn't but it was so beautiful to see this huge diversity of priests, I mean, this is just in one diocese, and we are all very different, but the beautiful thing is, is that it's not some just sort of like monolithic thing. It's not like, you know, the priests of a diocese are stormtroopers from Star Wars, so we all just look the same and go out there and we're clones. No, God has a way of, you know, using what he's given us and taking it out there into the world, and how beautiful it is when all the different parts work together, and we know that this can be difficult. I mean, think back to school when you had to get together and do like a group project, right? I mean, that was the the hardest thing. And inevitably, I'm sure half of us know that feeling of, I'm the one who's got to do all the work, you know, and you get it all done. and that. But when a team works together, right? I mean, okay, Michael Jordan is fantastic, but who is he without Scottie Pippen and John Paxton and... God forbid, Dennis Rodman, right? I mean, it's like you need all of these different forces working together. And when the many pieces come together as one, it's a thing of beauty. And the fact of the matter is we're created in the image and likeness of God. And as we will reflect on next Sunday for Trinity Sunday. It's not as though God is just alone out there in the universe forever. No, I mean, God is a communion of persons, And today as we reflect on Pentecost, on the birthday of the church, on this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, of the love and the communion of God upon the apostles and them spilling out of that room. And I'll tell you, even if we can't do all of the tongues of fire, we are getting some of the mighty wind today, which frankly, as we're outside, I'm grateful for that because it's a lot more comfortable when I'm wearing my vestments. You know, to think about the fact that God pours his very presence out upon those apostles, and the very name which means to be sent, right? And they go out into the world, speaking in the language of all of those that are gathered. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, I can't help but think how appropriate it is that we're on the front lawn of the church, right? That we're on the front steps. Because what is it that draws people into that love of Christ? Well, frankly, it's all of us going out there empowered by the grace of the Holy Spirit, that continual presence of God in our life, each and every one of us are called to go out there and proclaim the good news. And the good news is, like I said, I'm very different from Father Rossi. I won't jump in in a conversation at the table next to me. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't give me the grace, as we hear from St. Paul, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. He gives us the grace of the Holy Spirit, each and every one of us. And regardless of what we go out to, today, tomorrow, every day of our life, He remains with us. He goes with us to proclaim by what we say and what we do that Jesus Christ is Lord. Don't think for a second that you don't have a part to play in that. Because you do. By your baptism, you are a member of the body of Christ and one that is enlivened by the Holy Spirit. And even if your disposition isn't to go out there and stand on a street corner, fine, that's okay. It's not mine either. I mean, even just to put this together, think about all the different gifts that had to come together and to be in the right place. I mean, if we had switched things up and had the deacon sing the sequence, you wouldn't still be here, you know? I'm just kidding, buddy. But you know what I mean? Like, Flora is so good at the singing, right? Jim Brinsfield set everything up right here. Hugo Grace on the camera. It takes everybody coming together. And that's just for one small part of this day, albeit a crucial part as we come together for Sunday Mass. But I will say once again, it's beautiful that as we're here, the bishop has still lifted the obligation, right? You are still not obliged to be here. If you were still at, at home in bed, I mean, you wouldn't be committing a big sin. And yet, you're here. Why? Not because you have to be, but because you want to be. And that's what the world needs. The world needs to see that, that there is something worth getting out of bed for in the morning. That there is something that speaks to you personally, individually. The gift of God animating you and making you do something that's inconvenient. To go sit on the front lawn, to listen to the words of the Holy Spirit as they continue to pour out upon us, and we recognize the fact that we are not alone in the universe, that there is something worth living for, worth dying for, worth continuing to proclaim with all that we have. Yesterday, we concluded at the Mass the reading of the book of the Acts of the Apostles. You know, and today we got the very beginning again, we went back to chapter 2. Well, there's 26 more chapters in that book that explain the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. What happens as the gospel goes from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to Rome and to the ends of the earth? I know that there's a movement right now called Acts 29, which I think is a beautiful name. I know nothing about the, the group, so don't quote me on that. But I like the name because we continue on in the history of the church. The church continues to grow and expand, and the working and the grace of the Holy Spirit continues in each and every one of our lives. Just like it did in that restaurant that night when Father Rossi started talking about Sacred Heart to someone he had never met before. And now we have another Catholic. The fact of the matter is, we're called by our day-to-day lives to ask God to continue to pour His very presence into us, to continue to go out to our own corner of the world and proclaim the fact that we have hope, that love is real, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the beautiful thing for us is to know that he does provide the grace to do just that. The important thing for us today on this Pentecost is to pray for the grace to once again be open to that reality. To know that it is the truth. To know that there is something in this world worth living for, worth dying for, worth even being embarrassed for. Right, Going out there and telling people, I am in love. And I am in love with Jesus Christ. And to say that in whatever way that we do in our own specific ways out there, it's the glory of the church, unified in the love, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and diverse in the countless ways in which He's made us. The great thing is, is all of that comes together in the one holy Catholic and apostolic institution that we call the church how blessed we are to get to be a part of it, even on this day in the year 2020, that we continue to witness by our very way of life that the Holy Spirit continues to be poured out upon us, that the church continues to be living and active, and you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, myself as well, we get to be a part of that reality that continues on and leads all people to Jesus Christ. Praise be Jesus Christ now and